0: Create with France Sydney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is France Sydney speaking, and this is, of course, Create with France. So, welcome to our channel and to our podcast. And as you can see, if you are in the in the YouTube channel, you will notice that we're here with how would you call it a, a very eminent guest. So that's Doctor Ardeshir Mehran. Did I spell this correctly?
1: Perfectly. Thank you.
0: So excited. And uh, so Dr. Mehran, is many, many things, he's a psychology, a researcher, and he works in the LA area, in Los Angeles area, Great Bay Area, I think. He's San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. I got it all wrong. <laughs> but for <laughs> us in right. England, it's all the same, you know, it's here in the, <laughs> somewhere in the sunshine over here with That's right. 2. right. 2 is lovely there. So welcome to the show. Yeah. We're so happy to have you because today you're gonna help us and especially you guys the audience to learn a little bit more about depression and you know for many years we've been told that you know from the mainstream media that depression is a chemical imbalance you have to take some um, antidepressant and suddenly everything's gonna be magnificent but even talking yesterday to one of my old clients she was telling me five years of antidepressants, she didn't get any That's better right. So That's right. why why antidepressants don't work? That is not the question for, for the um, topic that we're talking about today, but we would like to go straight to the beginning and see yes. what is the root cause. And before that, we go to the tip of the iceberg. What are the symptoms? Because you guys have to understand, depression is not quite an emotional imbalance, 99% yes. of the time. And it can happen to people who are actually doing really well in their life. Yeah, they're not yeah. homeless, they're not chronically ill, they're not divorced, single moms. They are doing really well and yeah. they are depressed. And one of these that's people right. is Dr. Mehran. So tell us yes. how you were feeling when you realized, guys, I'm a psychologist, I'm actually <laughs> depressed.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That, that, that's a great question. In people who are doing very well, and they are very successful. Depression, you don't see it. That's the dilemma of depression. They don't know know, how they are feeling. And I'm inviting the audience, as I talk about depression, pay attention to yourself as you're sitting anywhere in the world. When I talk about depression, where in your body, mind, body, spirit, where do you feel it? And then think about These two words, do you struggle, do you suffer with depression or from depression? There's a way we think about depression. The semantics, the words do a trick to our mind. That's what happened. So clinically speaking, depression is seen as low energy, diminished thinking, pleasure, um, activity. You just basically, you you get the... Doing everything lower is almost like a car in second gear. That's clinical depression. Psychiatrist, Depression is a sense of grieving, loss, and there's something not right in your life. Depression is a sense of waiting for someday, someone, somehow that you will be better. You'll be happier. You have better waistline. You better partner, better money. There's this, a sense of life on hold. In high achievers, that was me including. You don't see it because you're busy. You work to get your next car, next date, next office, next trip, and you wait for some day and you don't even know where to look at. And that's why you go get medication, you're restless. Many people go toward addiction. Addiction is the substitute and distraction. And the healing comes when you know what you're looking for. It's been inside you all along. You've been looking in the wrong neighborhoods. Depression, when people talk with me, Ardashir, I'm depressed. Literally, people call me around the globe. And I go, say, dear friend, depression means there are basic experiences in life you didn't get to have, you're not having right now. Once you know what they are, and I show you where they are, and how to find them, restore them, things will change for you. You will come home, you will be a lot better.
0: That's incredible. And that's quite a deep, deep diving down into the problem because we go straight to the root of this because it doesn't matter how successful we are, we can be millionaires. Yeah. We can yes, look, yes. we can look the path, but deep inside, we, if we have not reached what our purpose was in life, what we felt from the beginning, oh, I really like to live in this way, whatever this level could be, then we are living against our own values. And that creates depression, even if this happens because maybe abuse. Let's say if you've been abused, your values are crushed by somebody else. So that's That's how depression happens to lots of um, victims of neglect, abuse, torture, etc. And so when you were very successful and in the top of your career and busy helping people as a psychologist, did you have already a solution for depression or did you have to work on that?
1: Thank you. I didn't. And I was looking all the wrong places. There's a country song says looking for love in all the wrong places. So I went to seven psychologists over the years. I went to a psychiatrist took medication, I was a good patient. I wanna stop for a second. There are people listening to this call, they're taking medications. Don't stop what you're doing. Don't stop your treatment. This is very important. So to your question, I didn't know what I was missing. So the work that I've done in my book, You're Not Depressed, You're Unfinished, it was when I changed a question, In the depth of my struggle, basically in 2012, I thought I would die. My question was, instead of how do I heal my depression? The question was, what is depression? What is anxiety? those questions shifted me. I went on searching about depression and depression is always goal oriented. Depression is not a mood disorder. I went on a search, and that became the work that I'm bringing to the world that is basically depression buster. That is about you finding you. you find, as you said, your core, your value, your purpose. So this work, I struggled and found it one crawling, one, one step at a time. And um, that, I discovered that through my own struggle and coming out of it.
0: So it was not a one-day thing, but you had this illumination and I was listening to your other podcast interview, so I do know a little bit more of you asking yourself these very important questions. Sometimes depression also masks the desire to live differently, but the lack of self-confidence to come out of that shell to reclaim what you really want to do in your life. Because, you know, we might externally look amazing, but internally have a lot of things that are not quite where they should be. And we go to bed thinking, i just wasting my day. What's the point? Why yeah, I'm doing yeah. this? And um, I know that you created the Bill of Emotional Rights, and we yeah. can talk about a couple of principles today. How do they fit into this journey of healing?
1: Yeah, beautiful. The journey of healing. So the context of Bill of Emotional Rights, we humans, We are born literally biologically to experience seven emotions through our lifetime from birth to death and these emotions create the foundation of wellness, being healthy, being grounded, being a person among others. Nobody's taught us that. Parents don't give these rights to us and I call them rights literally with a lot of emphasis. These are almost like civic rights. Once you know those rights, they're just like foundation of a house. You can have a shaky foundation, or you can have a concrete, steel beams, that things can happen. But you're grounded in your essence of who you are. Doesn't mean you will have Nirvana, birds singing, music playing, things will be okay. Still you need to do work to make it happen. But you know where you stand. You know what matters to you. You know like one of the rights is I belong. Are you in a relationship, in a community that there's love for you to receive and to give back? Many people, especially successful people are isolated. In a room full of people, they are lonely. That's depression, that's what's coming and they're waiting, they're waiting. So those rights are foundational. You can be like a Californian oak tree Wind can come, earthquake can come, but you will sway with it, but you will be okay. So knowing those will save you, literally will save you.
0: I, I love the first one to say, I am.
1: I am. I am. Yes.
0: Why is that I important? Am. I am is also a part of the Bible, you know, it's quoted that Jesus said, I That's am. That's right.
1: That's right. I am who That's I right. am.
0: What does that I mean am. in psychology terms when it comes to healing from depression and realizing that it's possible? to eventually yeah. just be ourselves.
1: That's right. I am is one of the seven needs and is the soul, your soul song, your soul voice, your soul ideas to bring to the world. Some of you have been taught that people with opinion are executives, the head of, heads of the school, the mayors, the presidents, everybody, including children, they have an idea could be the goofiest, the stupidest idea, but it's their idea. It's your idea. Your idea needs to be heard. You can work on your presentation or your delivery, but your idea when you say that, it's your soul song delivered to other souls. And it's your covenant, don't give it away. Many people, I work in corporation, many people they get tongue-tied, they get hesitant or they talk about their I AM but their voice literally becomes a whisper. Or they just say, you know, I really, can I say something? Are you okay if I say that? No, say it bluntly, truthfully as you are. I am is your connection. When you do that, your body feels strong. The reason I say body, this is important. Our body where emotions are, they only listen to action. The the words don't matter to body action, do something, say something, go away, come back, leave me, don't leave me, I love you, I hate you, body only responds to action. So when we say I am, we do that, your body says somebody's at home, somebody's taking care of us, you will feel a person be the backbone. Wow, time to
0: think about <laughs> this, right? And okay, I am, so do I go there next to I matter?
1: So they're wonderful, you know, I matter. You're a citizen in this world, eight billion people on this earth. Whether you live uptown, downtown, you're a prince or you're a pauper, doesn't matter. Dignity, honor, respect is bestowed upon you. We love titles. We love people with big cars, big houses, you know, even the clothes you wear. In the space of emotional health, that's irrelevant. By working in a corporation, you would see so many people invisible. They come to the room, conference room. Nobody turns around, have an eye contact with them. Literally eye contact, call their names. Hey, Barbara, Joe, come sit here. Great to see you. What do you think? We defer to people with head of the table. I matter is that you matter. Dignity, honor, respect bestowed upon you and you don't have to fight for it but that's not how society designed we have to crawl to get i matter once once we you and me and listeners turn that equation around that creates health that i'm amongst my people my tribe
0: so does that mean that in our society we were quite exclusive we have our little groups We share groups. We exclude people all the time, don't we? If you are disturbing the class, you go outside. If you're not dressed the same as us, if you don't agree with everything we say, if we don't agree with our ideology or agenda or activism agenda, whatever, because we're very polarized, aren't we, in society? So it means that we are creating division because you don't agree. And instead of just saying agreeing to disagree, and you can still come with us and have a have a meal that's together right. then we're like oh you are anti this you're against that you're pro this yeah. you know? and therefore we are not going to talk to you yeah. and um, yeah. that makes people feel very isolated so we need that to comply with society even if it doesn't align that's with our right. values because otherwise that's you right. know we we need to belong it to matter
1: that's right you mentioned a very key term compliance mm. we learn as a way to get our needs met to comply, to lose our voice, to please and appease. That destroys our uniqueness, our being. And society, all societies, they're based upon us versus them, even in the same neighborhood, that people have better cars, people have more humble cars. That's not how human as an organism, as a being designed. You don't see it in animal kingdom. There, might, there will be tensions. We are designed to deal with tensions, You know, harness the tension. But once we exclude people, no, you're not one of us. That creates emotional turmoil
0: for us. Yeah. And also it weakens the, uh, the fabric of society because That's society right. works That's better right. when we're all together. So everyone has That's a skill. Right. So right. it's very deep work. And I, and I do know that uh, Ardehue will be back here. So we have plenty of time to talk about a lot more stuff. So um, when you go to the next, I think is either I saw or I belong. I don't know which should say. Should I do? I belong. Because belong for me is a little bit similar to I matter because I belong to something. We like to belong to a group, a society, a university, a, a work club. We want to belong to something. Otherwise yeah. we're outsiders. So we feel we have no yeah. purpose. What is your view on that?
1: So, so the I Belong is very central. It goes to start from the moment of birth, even in the, in the mother's womb, that you feel there's a sense of attachment, there's a sense of connection to another being. When we come to this earth, whether there's a mother or primary caregiver, we learned about our belonging from early interactions, the way we are looked at, the way we are held, the way our needs are met, the way we smile and somebody smiles back. By the way, we see somebody looking at us as a child, as an infant. We get a sense at the very emotional tissue level that, am I welcome? Am I loved? Am I seen? If somebody's there for me, you will see. In people, especially the high achiever, there's a deep sense of isolation and loneliness. They're looking for someone. They're looking for just being seen. I belong goes around that. That I see you, and I love you, care for you, and you, you know, there's a sense of, you know, there's a belongingness that goes to this, a sense of heart, an element of love. I matter is become when become member of a group, of a society, of a status, of our interaction. I belong goes through the attachment patterns. But do I feel comfortable being around you? Do you feel comfortable being around me? Do you see me? Can I just say that I love you? You know, like we don't use the term I, I love. We we write it in a postcards, but we have a darn hard time to say it. I yeah. mean it. We don't know how to say because it, <coughs> we just we, we tell it to our dogs. I have a dog, golden retriever. But when you talk with your spouse, your you know your I have a son, it gets weird. How do you show love? I belong. It goes to the heart of hmm. it's a affair of the heart.
0: Yes, and and I totally understand because in my Italian culture, although I've been in England yes. almost 30 years, in Italy you have "Ti voglio bene," I'm fond of you, which you say to yeah. everyone that fond of, not to just everyone and then you have yeah, yeah. Tiamo and Tiamo is for the spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend that's that's the end so you wouldn't use Tiamo, Tiamo because it's like a really precious like, oh what you said
1: <laughs> yeah I yeah. love that
0: and and you get really embarrassed of saying I love you when I came to England and everyone is like I love you I love it. I just met you I love you I was like what's going on with this country they just love you they just <laughs> use it like you know yeah
1: yeah 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 we put in candies we put in a bottle of beer or wine wow
0: 10 minutes they're already low but actually no they totally see it in a different way like you want to give as much as possible of this world well in italy you want to give as little as possible
1: (laughs) yeah 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 this is so powerful france what you say in this society the work that i do with my clients is going about self-compassion and self-love. And at the beginning, say, how do you show self-love for yourself? Mm. Men and women says, I go shopping, I go get nice clothes for myself. I go get it like a better handbag or shoes and a better tie. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's not love. That's a distraction. Just even having self-love for me or showing to that I love you, I get you boxes of candy, I get you boxes of Don Purian. We haven't been taught and been comfortable. How do you show love? And the power of saying that from heart to heart, this is a very untrained, unused skill in our societies.
0: Maybe we should be classes in the schools instead of telling us all about intimacy. <laughs> Tell us about love. What is That's love? Right. Because I don't think people actually know what it is.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And 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 we overcomplicate that. Mm. We overcomplicate that. We all have it. Is it like a muscle? You haven't been trained. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't been demonstrated that what it looks
0: like. I really had to rephrase myself. I don't want to to mean at all that people don't know what love is. People know what love is. It's how we are teaching our children to express this properly in a proper and appropriate manner for the age that is somehow missing in many Western society where the word becomes just like, I don't know, something that's totally lost the meaning.
1: That's right. That's right. Even on LinkedIn, I'm active on LinkedIn and I see wonderful colleagues, very credential, very popular mm-hmm. courses about how to express your emotion, how to express love, you know, like for your partners. And I'm thinking, so that has become a learnable skill, things we didn't learn back then where we were raised in our societies to the point we need to get training and people being certified as coaches to teach that. I'm thinking, OK, yeah. this doesn't sound right, good for those people making, doing well, yeah. doing their work. But that that is backwards.
0: It's because we forget. I remember after lockdown, the Japanese yeah. were having lessons on how to smile because they've been wearing masks for so long. They yeah. forgot. So they're like <laughs> straight face. So human expression is so important. If you see a person that is serious, you think, "Oh my gosh, there's something wrong." But when they're smiling, you're so open to them and, and talk and think, "Okay, I, I can deal with this person." Yeah. And so we are understanding their mood by seeing the whole face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. 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 So uh, children yes. are now
0: delayed. The little babies who were born in 2020, they were developing yeah. developmentally delayed. Why? Because Th-
1: that we is read, so right. So right. We read that so expression. Right. This is something as a society, we need to deal with that in upcoming years. You're right.
0: Yeah. So it's it's important to see all the aspects. So depression, obviously, we can talk about it for several, several weeks. you can be our monthly guest because <laughs> it's so much. I would love it. I'll be honored. <laughs> and so these are three principles. Then we are like 27 minutes. So if if you were now with my audience and let's say that some people in my audience might be suffering from depression in this very moment and mm. they lost all the hope to get better. Yeah, what yeah. are maybe one or two things we can do today to start yeah. the journey to change their situation?
1: Wonderful. The very first thing is depression and life and neurology of healing happens one millisecond at a time. As a psychologist, I was trained, you need to spend time getting to know what happened to you, mom and dad, this and, you know, past, as we to know. It's all interesting, irrelevant. We are designed as being to live in this very moment each time. So as you're dealing with depression or anxiety, I invite you at this moment, put your left hand on your belly, your right hand on your chest and lungs, and just take slow breath and let your body and your five senses to pay attention to wherever you are and see the world around you what this does to bring you to become the queen or king of your own being the world is not out there the world is within you number 2 as you're doing this and you're breathing and letting your body just be as relaxed as possible. Notice where your thoughts go. You don't have to push anything. Depression and the way to come out of it comes to us as a series of longing, yearning, energy. I wish there was somebody answered my email. I wish somebody loved me. I wish I had more purpose. See what comes up for you, just energy. Energy is wisdom. And whatever comes, don't judge it, don't categorize it, don't criticize it. It's a gift. Let it like a river go further. What's behind that? What's behind that? Let me allow the time to happen. Depression comes to you as answer. Or invitation, just go have a sip of coffee, go take a nap, do something. Once you come to yourself, follow the next step, follow the next step. That's how you find your way back. Doing something that is good for you right this moment, as you are, wherever you are.
0: Profound words, I could just close the episode right now. Thank you so much. (laughs) So good, so simple, and yet sometimes we don't do it. And we start with small steps, don't we?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: That is great. Thank you so
1: much for this time. It was a blessing, France, to be with you.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a blessing for me to have you over. And I'm sure the audience would be like, have him back, have him back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be honored. Yeah, it would be, be so honored. good to
0: talk about and um, talk about more about depression. And then we might uh, go into all this uh, the story and I make, I am complete, et cetera, yeah, so that yes. we can really delve through the. Um, the real meaning of who we are as a human being, because yes. we're not really here to live in the past. The past has happened. We can talk about yeah. it with a friend. We can talk about it with a the therapist once, process it, and then put it away. The past that's is right. gone. You cannot do anything about it. And just venting all day about what happened to you and what they've done to you and how bad it was, it just doesn't help anyone. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what psychology hasn't taught us that, that we spend so much time, I went to school, or so much about past analysis. It's interesting in terms of healing, totally irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant. We heal one millisecond at a time. In fact, biologically, this is important. We are designed to be reborn every moment, to recreate almost the way scratched skin, wounded skin regenerates. Mm. Our mind, our emotions designed like that. Psychology, in some way, got it backward. Understanding doesn't mean healing. Healing happens one step at a time, creating what is coming up, what are you noticing, taking action on.
0: Yeah. Maybe we we will have a whole episode on what's the difference between what we're taught at school, say, at university, when you learn psychology from a book, and what is actually happening in the real world. We, I love that. Know, people learn in different ways and healing without having been to a psychologist. And also because I remember some of my past clients and, and some of my past clients, so my own colleagues, they said, oh, I've done CBT for years, I've done psychotherapy for years, and I'm exactly there. I haven't moved to an inch. Exactly. Now I know what's going exactly. on, I know it's going on, but I'm still there with the problem. I'm like, there's something wrong with this model, but I can't work out what it is. <laughs>
1: That, that is so important, what you just said. Even the term mental illness, mm. scientifically, is incorrect. Mm. There's nothing mental about it. Mental illness, mental well-being, this is happens in our entire body. Emotions are in the body, and body only lives in the moment. Body has no memory. So we spend a lot of time understanding things, but has nothing to do with healing. In fact, what we know from neurology, brain follows the body in school they teach us body follows the brain we got things backward so this is something I say delicately and I know some psychiatrists write me very pointed letters I should say Say, you don't know what you're talking about and I tell them history will tell that we are designed for healing understanding doesn't equate to healing there's healing has its own routine that is simpler
0: yeah and we need to close now because the time will come and we're going to be cut off, which is, I, I really hate this. But it was great to get started on this big discussion about um, depression. And we hope that we have been of help to all of you guys listening to this episode. And please, if you like it, please click like, share with a friend, subscribe to the channel, write a good review, whatever. And also, you can find Dr. Mehran in ardeshirmehran.com. You can find his Bill of Emotional Rights and much more. So thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, France, to be with you and with your audience. Stay healthy. You can do it. You do not need to suffer.
0: Yeah, you can do what you can do. Thank you and take care and see you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've listened to Create with France Sydney.